This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man Staten. This podcast is dedicated to blue-collar, hard-working public land elk hunters. We preach hard work, delayed gratification, discipline, and staying accountable to yourself. We value faith, family, fitness, fiscal discipline, and of course, public land elk hunting. So come along as we try to educate, motivate, and inspire you to become the best possible version of yourself. Our podcast is brought to you by Wilderness Athlete, performance you deserve. Fuel your body with the best. Use our discount code ELKSHAPE30 and save 30% off your first purchase. We are also brought to you by NUMA Outdoors. Geared for the outdoors, made with bow hunters in mind, built to over-deliver, and most importantly, designed to outperform. Check out NUMAOutdoors.com and be sure to use the discount code ELKSHAPE20 to save 20% off your purchase. Matthews Archery elevating the archery experience take a test drive with the matthews v331 or 27 at a local dealer near you vortex optics i've been partnered with vortex since 2010 this company is awesome they're american owned veteran owned they're based in wisconsin their entire team of designers and engineers produce and distribute a complete line of premium sport optics accessories and apparel most of the apparel that i wear while training scouting and hanging out around the house is Vortex Wear. Go ahead and check it out, and if you want to save 20%, enter the discount code ELKSHAPE at checkout, and you'll save 20%. New from Vortex in 2021 is their tripods. The one I've been using in the backcountry is their Summit Carbon Tube, and their Radian Carbon, and it also has a ball leveling head, and it's perfect for rock solid shooting. There is a tripod to fit everyone's needs from Vortex now, and it's still covered with their lifetime no-fault transferable VIP warranty. Check it out at VortexOptics.com. 
Welcome to the Oak Shape Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man. I'm really excited to get this episode out. Sitting down with Cody McCarthy. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, I met him when I was in my 20s. I was his strength and conditioning coach when he was uh, just barely a teenager. And uh, fast forward however many years, he's now uh, a director of several fitness boxes and a phenomenal elk hunter. He killed his first bull with a bow when he was 12 years old, called in his first elk when he was eight. And speaking of calling elk, he just dethroned all the champions and became the champion of the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Pro Calling. And uh, we're going to have him on today. It's going to be a great podcast. We're going to catch up. You can get to know this cat. He's, I'm just stoked to, to drop this. I've known Cody forever. He's just a solid dude. Without further ado, Cody McCarthy, and this is the Elk Shape Podcast. We got Cody McCarthy on the line, y'all. Uh, Cody and I go way back, which we'll get into. How you? How are you doing, man? You're at the gym right now. Yep, yep. I'm at the gym, just getting some, doing some training, and and uh, you know, then we're taking off. Uh, you know, a little bit earlier today, and we're gonna go and look for some, look for some elk. It's my mom's birthday today, so we'll go up there and see her, and turn it into a little scouting trip. I got a got a cool tag down here out of Boise, so pretty stoked about that. Oh, congrats, man! So Shelly McCarthy, shout out to Joe McCarthy. I've known your folks as long as I've known you. I met your mom, and well, first off, are you sitting in my old office? Where where do you work right now? So I actually have uh, five gyms. Um, they're spread out through Idaho. I got one in McCall, one in Orfino, one in Mountain Home. I'm currently in the one in Emmett because that's closest to my house because that's where our 24-hour fitness centers are that are tied in with uh, our physical therapy clinic. So my job is basically to take discharge patients. You know, majority of our physical therapy patients are elderly and they don't have never really had a a gym routine or they, they really don't understand, um, you know, the benefits that the gym can offer them. And that's kind of my job to, to transition them from their PT into a consistent lifestyle change, I guess, get people come in and go, you know, educate, 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 you know? And so it's, it's a pretty good job. It's pretty rewarding, man. I have, have a lot of really cool successes. And then of course I have, you know, I have a few folks that are training for, you know, elk season. I have a few folks that are just training for life. And, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty rewarding gig. Yeah, you definitely grew up in an elk hunting family. Uh, let's get into how I met you. So uh, I want to say 2007-ish. No, was earlier that, than that. 2005. That, Probably 2005, it, yeah. Because oh. I, I think I was in junior high. Yeah, this uh, this kid rolls in with his parents, and they're like, we just opened a speed school in Boise, in Meridian, and they're like, hey, our kid is pretty crazy. Can you train him for football? And uh, I just remember you being, like, really big for your age, like, standout size and speed and power and work ethic. Uh, do you remember those days at all? Oh, man, I, I actually – I look back to those days every time I actually think of you quite a bit. Cause I have, you know, a lot of younger kids that come in that want to be trained and, and that have that, that desire and the hunger that just need it channeled, you know, just need it channeled into a direction. And so I actually think about that day quite a bit. And, you know, the thing about it is, 
you know, we, we were both pretty young and getting into the training, but little did we know, like we both, I mean, I think I shot, I shot my first elk when I was 12. I've never killed an elk with a rifle. I've always only killed them with archery equipment. And so I just killed probably my first elk or my second or third elk by the time I met you. And uh, it was, it's crazy to see how things went from there. And it spiraled into this relationship of loving the elk hunt and loving to train. And our, our, we have a lot of similarities, you know, with uh, the way we think about our, our archery stuff. Cause I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tinker and I'm a follower. I follow the, I follow the pod and the YouTube channel. And I, uh, you know, I have my little bow shop and I've worked in that when I was actually transitioning, moving down from Northern Idaho, from Post Falls, I worked in the archery shop for, you know, four months and got some really good, really good knowledge there just for fun. But um, yeah, but going back to how we met, yeah, that was, I think about those days quite often in the gym, just because, you know, you were so good to me and you're so, so positive and just that training style, just because I was just, I was the kid that was all go, you know, all gas, no brakes all the time. I mean, <laughs> I think, I think I, I think I spent my, you know, freshman and sophomore year homecoming, you know, instead of, you know, instead of going out to the dance, I think I was in my gym, you know, doing Olympic lifts because I was just a freak. Yeah. You are a freak. Uh, killing a bull at age 12 with a bow is no joke. I think when I met you, yeah, 2005 or six, I'd only killed a few bulls. And I just remember being really impressed that you'd shot one at age 12. Uh, and then I met your parents, which man, you have great folks. Like they've, they, are. they did such a good job with you. They're so supportive. Your dad's a retired police officer now, and your mom's probably still the director of all that physical therapy stuff. Yep. She's the, she's the vice president of peak physical therapy. Cool. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Cause my wife, she, she works in the, uh, in the business with us. She does all the billing and credentialing and so for physical therapy so tell me about this wife of yours buddy oh man i got a i have a she's definitely my better half I tell you you know we're talking about the the calling contest in a little bit but you know i think if anyone just that supportive person you know when i was you know down there nervous or whatever grab my hand take me on a walk you know the uh I think one of our first dates, we went on a four-wheeler ride and shot bows and did all sorts of things. And she was like, hey, teach me to, you know, teach me what this means when I move my site here, this or that, this or that. And we talked about bows and hunting and we've had some pretty outstanding uh, hunts together. I mean, she, uh, like, she, she killed a mule deer that was probably 175 inches with the rifle and, you know, and we've, we've been, she's into the the elk hunting too and she i mean she's the uh, she's way tougher than i am because you know walking through those thick alders and stuff like that doesn't seem like that big a deal you know when you have long legs but for her you know getting through that stuff it gets pretty gets pretty hairy you know and she never she never says a word she just keeps going and going and going and going and going and loves the chase of it and man that's a we have a we have a pretty awesome relationship i have i have two daughters with one on the way my third girl which is my biological daughter will be born october 25th so we're pretty pretty stoked for that wow that's awesome cody yeah so that'll be good but we both have antelope tags and so she's 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 pretty geared up to go and shoot a speed goat with her bow and while she's uh seven months pregnant <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and then we're trying to we're trying to set up a a, a 
way to get her out deer hunting right before she has the baby. She's, I tell you, she's, she's way tougher than I am. Oh yeah. Like there's, there's a song by Cody Johnson called stronger. And it's like, talks about, you know, just being that, you know, kind of hard ass guy who thinks he's tough. And then it's like, you look, you look at my wife and like, Holy crap, you're way, you're way tougher than I am. <laughs> well, let's see, you were living kind of up by me for a while. You played ball at Eastern Washington university. I remember seeing you years later, as a collegiate football player, just like pretty much Cody, like blown away at your physique. Like you looked like you were one step away from going to the NFL for a white boy um, who's not that tall. Like you were pretty built. Uh, what position did you play for Eastern Washington? I played inside linebacker and then I played some fullback at times. So I played both ways. And then I was, I long snapped. <laughs> I did, I did it all. I tried to, I, I played a lot of football games and had a really successful career there at Eastern Washington. Um, and yeah, I just had some, I had some prolonged shoulder injuries and had to have some surgeries. And basically the doctor was like, Hey, you know, if you want to play in the NFL, you know, you definitely, you definitely can, but like, do you want to like throw play catch with your kids or do you, do you mean you're a pretty big archery elk hunter? Do you want to like keep shooting your bow? And I was like, absolutely. And so I chose, <laughs> I chose to get my shoulders fixed and and be done with playing football so I could pursue my real passions in elk hunting and archery and my yeah. family. Yeah, sustainability wise, um, you had to make some you had to make a grown up decision. And the other thing that people don't know is like you also battle um blood sugar as far as just performance. Let's talk about that real quick because it's a pretty cool story. Yeah, so I'm a type one diabetic. So, um, I got that when I was 21, I was playing football and I actually got injured. I broke a bunch of ribs in the back and, and, and the posterior side. And, um, it kind of, that basically turned into a septic blood infection from the, the bruising. And it, I got a really bad infection and it ended up attacking my, uh, pancreas and my appendix and I was in the emergency room for about six days with 103 fever and I couldn't break my fever they thought they were running all sorts of tests and didn't really know realize what's going on and uh then they're like oh your appendix is messed up so they took that out and they released me from the hospital with 350 blood sugar didn't tell me I was diabetic so then I go back and trying to train right at this point I'm benching like you know 450 pretty easily you know, I was strong and I went in and tried to do a warm up set at 225 and it about cut me in half. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what is going on here? I was doing bowing ropes and passed out and people were like, what's wrong with you? Started losing weight. And, you know, I remember taking uh, recruiting trips and I think I was 198 pounds and I had been 190 pounds since uh, my freshman year in high school, you know, and it was like, I was so sick and I, didn't re I couldn't realize what was going on. And then I was trying to seek out help. And they're like, well, you know, for weight loss, you know, you just need to do double your carbohydrate intake, which is like the worst thing you can do for, you know, being diabetic. And so then I was trying to eat, like I was eating everything. And so that was just making it worse. And I went in to train one day and the strength coach is like, Hey, you need to go see the trainer. And I walked down there and like, all right, let's go to the emergency room. You're diabetic. And I was like, no, I'm not diabetic. My grandpa's diabetic. Like that's, that's not, you know, I don't have that. I'm an athlete. I'm like, no, you do. And, and then I think I left the hospital at like 2.15 just because I had the, 
the insulin on board. And so then I took that opportunity. I was like, well, what a, what a badass thing. Cause if you know anything about, you know, excess physiology and nutrition, I mean, like insulin growth factor two and insulin, the hormones are basically the same as, you know, the human growth hormone. And so like the ability to use insulin and use my diet and treat it like, okay, well, I'm going to stop putting the mud in my tank and then put high performance premium fuel in this race car and I'm going to make it go. And it basically just turned into, I made the comparison when I was playing football to a bunch of the kids um, that I would speak to in the diabetes education. I was like, it's just like driving a manual transmission. It's like, I don't, you know, you're shooting, you're pushing the clutch by giving yourself insulin and transitioning, you know, exactly what carbohydrates you're intaking and what foods you're intaking. So it absorbs in the system fast. And so, and so, I mean, it turned into a good thing, especially training wise, because, you know, I'd look at the protein shakes that we were given. I think we were sponsored by muscle milk or core. I can't remember who it was, but we always had that stuff just readily available and from, you know, in our weight room. And, you know, I'd look at, okay, well, I'll see it's got, you know, 20 grams of carbohydrates, you know, three grams of dietary fiber. Okay. That's 17 units of insulin or 1.7 units of insulin for 17 carbohydrates. And I'd slam that with, you know, my protein shake. And I got, I mean, I was able to really get strong and lean and really be efficient in what I eat as far as my nutrition. So I took it as a positive and yeah, there was, there were some things like, you know, and go over to play Bozeman and, you know, I I'm on a blitz and my, uh, my insulin pump that I have on my arm, like explodes and buries a, you know, a quarter inch in my arm and I'm bleeding and have to wave down my dad. My dad has to run out of the stadium and he's like in his full hunting, hunting gear. Cause he was, he had been elk hunting. They drove to Bozeman. He actually nicked a cable. The guys at big sky archery built him a new cable before my game. He watched my game and they took off and went elk hunting again. And just so happened they had one of my extra insulin pumps in the car. So he's like, you know, dude and camel, like running down the bleachers and some stuff. We're like, dude, like I need that so I can play. I can need it. I need it. I need it. You know? So that was, that was pretty cool. You know? And honestly it was, it was, um, you know, playing, playing sports and having diabetes and all that. Like those are all things like adversity. Like you, you have all these, you know, life is basically what you, what you make it. And, you know, the, you know, I have people ask me all the time because, you know, they see how many injuries I've had with sports and all the adversity that I had to overcome. And they're like, you know, would you let your kids play football? I'm like, absolutely, because it's hard because no one wants to go out in the summertime and run, you know, put 80 pounds of gear on and go sweat and run for hours in 100, you know, three degree heat. Like that make that, that builds character and adversity and you learn to get through that stuff. And so, I look at, I just applied that same mental approach to diabetes and I applied it to my school. I apply it to my marriage and being a dad and I apply it to elk hunting. That's kind of what is so special about elk hunting is it's hard. I mean, yes. and people, and, and if someone say, if you ever have someone's like, oh, elk hunting's not that hard and they're, they're full of crap or, you know, they're paying someone hundreds, you know, fifties of hundreds of thousands of dollars to go do that stuff. And it's like, that's, that's not real. And so I, I love the, the pursuit of it. I love the, the challenge of it, you know, and that's, I've always been about pushing myself to the next level, 
pushing myself, being the best version of myself I can be. Um, and that's, that's something that was maintained. I mean, honestly, that best version of myself is really, um, this kind of, I mean, I'd say, yeah, kind of have you to thank for that, for pushing me through some of those hard times when I was at such a, you know, young age, you know, pretty impressionable. And you kind of take on who you're around. And I was around you a lot because we were training all the time and, you know, your positive attitude and your, your go-getter mentality and that energizer bunny that just fills you up and just go, 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 you know, all gas, no brakes. Like, honestly, like it has a lot to do with you too. All right, I'm interrupting this podcast real quick. Just want to let you guys know, NUMA Outdoors is dropping their new gear for 2021, mid-August. So should be out. Go to NUMA Outdoors. Check out the new pants, some of the new tops. And if you're looking to upgrade right now, use the discount code ELKSHAPE20. Take 20% off. Also, with season right around the corner, Wilderness Athlete, get a bunch of tubs of Hydrate Recover and put that in your water. If you've never bought from them before, use the discount code ELKSHAPE30 and you'll get 30% off your first purchase. Vortex Wear. This is what I wear when I work out, when I travel, when I'm scouting. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE, get 20% off. Last but not least, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Uh, I know those boys really well. They're all veterans. They're all really proud to be American, just like I am. And I like supporting them. And I think they make damn good coffee. If you want to get some swag or get some coffee or join the coffee club, which I highly recommend, use the discount code Oakshape, take 15% off. Now, back to the podcast. I couldn't tell you right now, like, I've never been more proud of you, man. Like, you've had some shitty things go on in your life. I mean, I'll just be real. Like, you had a plague of injuries diabetes like type one in your early 20s is so rare like that's crazy and then um I remember once you finally kind of finished your football career up you you're pursuing firefighting had all the all the things going for you so into it um that one marriage you had that one crazy girl like all those things like that they just don't hold you down and Cody, you've probably hit your head pretty hard against other human beings. Like that shit's going to, you know, come up down the road. Like you've always maintained, I don't, you just seem to be pretty rooted with, is it weird to say that your family and elk hunting has kept you rooted? Oh, it definitely has. I mean, especially like, you know, when I was playing football, you know, I, I remember we played, uh, we played WSU and U of I back to back weeks and, you know, I'd go down there, we'd play the game on Saturday, and then I was gone elk hunting, you know, right there on the – I had a Palouse tag, so I was hunting right out of Deary. And we were going there and shot an elk, you know, and after we played WSU, shot an elk, and just being able to do that. And, you know, while playing, you know, still have those experiences where you can go out and really just clear your head and get the – you know, get, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a spiritual thing, man. I mean, it really is when I'm out there because I've done it for so long and it's one of those deals. I remember, remember uh, the first time uh, my wife and I, we went, or it was like the first time we were out elk hunting and remember we were sitting there and uh, my mom ended up shooting one. And so we were actually, she'd shot that one. We'd, we'd got it up to the road and then I got another one to bugle. So we took out, 
took off after it and it was kind of down the hill a ways and there was probably six bulls bugling and sat there and I remember we sat down on a stump and kind of was my wife was sitting in between my legs and just kind of lean up against me and we were listening to elk bugle and it was just a soft like September you know rain starts picking up and it's like that kind of stuff I mean I I it brought me I got really emotional at that time just because I was like you know thank God for thank God for this thank God for my life and the adversity that I've come with because you know honestly my I have bumped my head quite a bit of times and I have had failures and letdowns and things like that but all those made me the man I am in order to be the man I am for my wife and for my kids. You know, I look at everything that I learned throughout my life, um, you know, has basically prepared me for this, for this moment, for being a dad, for being a husband, for being a life partner, for being, you know, a boss, for being a, a strength coach, for being everything, a son, you know, I, it's prepared me for this time. And so I'm honestly thankful for all those hard times. And I, I'm, I'm the most, I love adversity. I believe that you should just hit things head on, hit it run and never keep, you know, never stop your feet. That's the one thing they teach in football is never, never always keep your feet moving, you know, on, on contact. And that's, and that's kind of what this is. The same thing with elk hunting. You go out there and you bugger up one thing, keep going. I mean, keep going. You can dog those bulls and, you know, you can go find another one. You, I mean, it's just, it's just time and miles. I mean, that's nothing, you know, you that's can right. go, you can, eh. You know, it's just what what's you know you bugger something up because well, I mean there's so many things you can have a perfect a perfect you know royal flush of a hand going into elk hunting and that can change and you can somehow get beat. I mean it's not guaranteed. You could have everything in your favor and still get beat. And the best thing to do is just keep moving. That's what that's what really makes it makes it worth doing when you when you finally shoot one and you have it and you're literally sharing your sharing what you what you've harvested and you have your you know your skull or your antlers or you know you're cooking that dinner for your in-laws or your you know your grandparents or whatever like it's that's that's the time where it's worth it man it's like it makes all that hard shit that you did worth it Mm -hmm. and you know i man i've i've really really taken that taking that to heart and that's elk hunting to me is so much more than just getting something down but it's the the challenge of it it's that adversity that you hit head on you know you have a bad pair of boots or something you got a blister on your foot and it's like what do I do it's like you just tape that son of a bitch up and keep going that's just like that's what you do I mean luckily I don't have to worry about that anymore because you know I've been pretty fortunate to make sure that you know I have the best 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 you know and then i'm very blessed as far as that sense goes but yeah the whole idaho thing cody like you're born and bred idaho boy straight up um Mm -hmm. as idaho as you can get yeah you come from an elk hunting family like legit legit mom and dad are badass elk hunters badass people um but but majority of your elk hunting has been in timber country which is an elk vocalization game to be quite honest like you can do i do a lot of sneaking around elk obviously like that's more my style but at some point you got to pick up a call and it's actually really exciting as everyone knows like that's what a lot of people sign up for um what like who mentored you um 
initially? Like, was it your dad, your mom? Who taught? Did you teach yourself? Like, when did you get a diaphragm read in your mouth? Oh my God. So I, so I was eight years old and that's when I bugled in my first bowl when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. So we had, I had a, uh, uh, a wiffle ball bat, um, one of those old blue ones and we'd take it to school and on the Orfino playground and I'd hit bombs with it, you know, uh, on the playground. And one day my dad wouldn't let me take it. And I was like, what? Like I got to drop nukes today. Like, <laughs> you know, I got, I got to take this to school. He's like, no, 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 I got something. I got something planned. And so I came home and he'd taken the baseball bat and he took a, a inch and a half drill and he'd ported holes in it, in the bottom of it. He'd cut the handle off, uh, melted it together with a, um, but a quarter piece of the, um, ELK tube, the old flexible power bugle tube. Oh yeah. And, and then he'd melted that on. So I, we had this bugle tube, basically it was kind of the first of its kind. And I went down to Lewiston at a Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation banquet and I bugled in this contest and I won. Well, I didn't just win, but I won the overall. I beat all the men. I won everything. Like I had, I think the prize was cash and, you know, some like high-end mountain bike and, you know, for like an adult, like a grown man. And I was like, yeah, I want the bike. <laughs> and, take the bike. Yeah. And so like I got the bike and then like they had to like, like my parents ended up having to like talk to the guy and they ended up getting the, the other kid like or the other guy they ended up getting him like an equivalent mountain bike they're like oh we didn't plan for this to happen and uh you know it's kind of one of those things but it, it kind of made a ripple and you know that was honestly from my dad and from my and my uncle jim i mean my uncle jim and my dad have killed more elk i mean those dudes as far as like that, that crew they run around with in northern idaho I mean, they, uh, I mean, honestly, like Dirk, Dirk's older brother, Lance. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was my dad's really good friend. So my dad, I remember hunting with Dirk and Lance and, you know, all before there was anything, you know, I mean, that was, that was just a crew you ran around with all those guys, Cameron Rains And, uh, I was just talking to him today and, or, you know, Mike Forrest, all these guys that you see, they, they all work for night force or all that. You know, um, the Roy Robies of the world, you know, the guys killed more elk just with the with his voice and the PVC pipe and bow than I think. I mean, that he's killed elk going back clear to the 80s. I mean, those guys, I mean, that group of people from that area at that time, you look at Corey Jacobson, Dirk Durham, you know, Rocky, uh, myself, I guess, because I guess I can, can consider that. But all those people that came from that north idaho that 6c clearwater county area you know you look at where they're at as far as the elk calling industry you know dirk's got his thing corey has got his thing rocky's obviously doing his thing like all these you know the collect call company wayne carlton living in lewiston you know um yeah these are these are all phenomenal hunters that have come up through the ranks um so let's just get to it um you were you were at the artificial elk sound competition. That's what I call it. Who can make the best artificial elk sound competition hosted by Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And my buddy Cody, I, I didn't even know. I just, you text me about a fitness question the other day, like a credential question. And I was like, wait a second. Did, did you just compete? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, did you compete in the pro? You're like, yeah. Uh, how'd you do? Oh, I won. You beat everybody. So are you, you, are you the 
you are the reigning world elk calling champion. Yep. Theoretically on this, on that day, at that given room and that given time of place, I guess. Yeah. That's what people say. They, they ask me, ask me all the time. Um, like, how's it feel to be the world champ? I'm like, well, I am today. It doesn't take away anything from guys like Joel Turner or Jay Scott or Steve Chappell. So who all competed this year? Like, did uh, my buddy Jermaine Hodges show up? Yeah. Uh, yeah who we, else was there? Him. Oh, let's see. Josh Fields, Rocky, uh, Jermaine, Bo Brooks. Austin Rose. I mean, there, there was a, there's like 25 dudes in there. Dang. And so was this your first time winning? Yeah, I was, I got third in 2017. I've only done it twice. I got third and then just won it. I didn't, I was the first, I was the only person not to lose in the contest. You didn't lose at all? No. Okay. So how does it work for those listening? Like, like you have say 25 guys entering the pro division. Uh, you got, a panel of judges that can't see you guys in another room, I would assume. Yeah. So they're behind a, a little, a little curtain. And basically you have, uh, you have a predetermined um, elk sounds that you need to make, right? They have cow calves. They're actually from a live video. Um, and so you have to kind of replicate like a, uh, estrus buzz, you know, um, estrus cry, cow muse calf, cow bark you know that kind of stuff in your bull sounds or bull chuckles bull bark location bugle you know you have those and so then you you're basically picking you have to do two cow sounds um uh and one bull sound and then 30 seconds of freestyle where you basically do your own routine and you go through and you try to emulate as close as you can to the, the elk sounds um it's pretty badass man Okay, cool. So, and then does it like, <clears throat> like, so I know Joel Turner's won it a couple times. Uh, Corey's won it a few times. What are those guys there? Joel wasn't. I think Joel, I don't know what Joel was doing, but Corey was there. Yeah. And so these guys like literally, do they, like, I'm imagining like all you guys that are super next level, just probably do you just blow over the competition and tell it, when does it get good, Cody? When does it get to like, the guys that are all contenders or is everybody a contender? Honestly, everyone's a contender at a given time because it's, you're looking, it's, it has nothing to do with like actually sounding because sounding like an elk is important, but, uh, um, you know, it's, it's all about how clean you can blow, how consistent, how you can control the diaphragm, you know, and how close can you actually sound like to an elk? And so, I mean, there's a ton of guys, that are phenomenal. I mean, Corey Jacobson can, can do, you know, manipulate a diaphragm, someone like Bo Brooks. I don't know if you know who Bo Brooks is, but he's like, dude's like a grand national turkey calling, you know, champion and speckle belly goose calling champion. And he's a hell of an elk call, you know, elk hunter and caller. His dad's Casey Brooks, the guy who goes and he kills a lot of elk with, you know, Hoyt and, all that so i mean there's there's a there's some guys there that really know what the hell they're doing and honestly it was just you know on that given day i was just better congratulations man that's super dope so you drew a special oak tag in idaho this year yeah i got a unit 39 early archery oak tag oh yeah yeah so that's a 
that's a really good, really good area to be. And, you know, honestly for calling in elk, it's not, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty young as far as that early archery season they've had in there. I mean, the elk, they get shot up in the rifle season for 10 days, you know, in middle of November. But other than that, I mean, they're not really messed with. And it's a huge unit that you can really, I mean, everyone that I know has hunted it has had opportunities at 380 plus bulls. So it's a, it's a, it's a blessing. It's fun, you know, especially being this close to Boise, you know, it's not very far to drive. It's, you know, I remember when I lived in Post Falls and I'd run over the hill to where my grandparents lived out of Osborne and run out Moon Pass and all that area and go kill elk. You know, I, <laughs> you know, and it, it would be kind of similar to that, just being able to make a day trip, go over and, and shoot an elk. You know, in 2016, I think that I hunted, that was the last time I hunted the Panhandle Zone, and I killed an elk in like less than an hour. Mm-hmm. It was on the 6th. I went out there and found one bugling and walked down the hill, bugled it in and killed it. <laughs> it was pretty fun. And so, I mean, be, just being able to make those those day trips and and do, do that stuff is, is really, really, really awesome. Yeah, man. 39 is cool. I've hunted 39 when I lived down there. I just went down and killed a mule deer in that unit. Pretty dope unit. Um, well, that's exciting, man. Um, I told you I, I got to jam out of here pretty quick. So I wanted to just give you guys an opportunity to know where, where to follow you and, and kind of keep track and, and, and really give you props for being a world champion this year. And, and to me being a world champion, dude, like you're just a solid elk hunting dude coming from an amazing family. Uh, I really appreciate it. And they t- talk about, you know, just being a champion, world champion. It's like, man, that, that's cool and stuff. But, you know, I have like championship rings and things like that, that are that, you know, from sports that are way cool, you know, so I, I'm pretty blessed um, to be able to do, have done what I've done. And I just love the, the idea of competition and sharing, you know, and basically educating people how to, how to call elk and be successful in elk woods. I mean, that's, that's my passion, man. I, I, I feel like half the time I'm all about tinkering on bows and I mean, I tune all my, uh, tune all my buddies bows. And so, man, I just, I appreciate the opportunity, Dan. I, uh, we gotta, we gotta do some stuff soon, man. I love the, I love what you're doing as far as the elk shape and, you know, your YouTube content. It's, it's the stuff that really matters. Well, I'm going to have to try to get you to come to one of my camps this year. Maybe the Oregon one, come teach people how to call and uh, everybody, I'm going to put a link to Cody's Instagram uh, so you can keep up with his uh, his crazy life that he lives and keep changing people's lives there for the better. But I appreciate what you do. Uh, guys listening, Cody McCarthy, a guy I used to train, a guy I got to watch grow up, a guy who makes me proud every day and lives his life the way uh, I envision for him. So good job, Cody. Separation is in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one. Man, that was fun. I know it was a quick episode. Cody had to go. He had a couple athletes showing up to train. And Cody, congratulations on being the world elk calling champion. And I I hope you defend your crown next year. And I hope you start using some Phelps game calls, man. Uh, BlackOvis.com right now. Last minute purchases. Discount code is ElkShape. Take 10% off. A last minute cram session for any elk calling. If maybe you're a weekend warrior, you're going to come home go to work and you need to like cram for the next exam on the following weekend, check out the elkcollective.com. It's all video driven, tons of information on calling tactics, uh, scouting, e-scouting, 
I would check. I would honestly check out some of the Joel Turner stuff uh, for shooting, especially if you're. And bows just don't get shot a lot when once season starts, and that's always a concern. So if you're only going to shoot a couple of arrows, make sure they're perfect arrows, and you're blueprinting a successful shot sequence. Uh, go to theelkcollective.com, enter the discount code Elkshape Podcast, all one word. Take twenty five dollars off. And we lowered our price anyways. It's it's a great value, and uh, I put my heart and soul into it with John Gabriel. Northwest Retention Systems, uh, if you're not carrying a handgun or bear spray, I like both. You need to. Northwest Retention Systems, discount code ELKSHAPE, take 10% off. Five-day lead time, no shipping and handling for whatever handgun that you own. Um, do it for your family. Stowaway Gourmet, if you're looking for last-minute freeze-dried food, uh, I, I really like the Stowaway Gourmet. Uh, I like Peak Refuel. I just have a discount code with Stowaway. It's Elk10, all one word, Elk10, 10% off. Also, Sheep Feet. Um, this time of year, it's probably, um, you know, something that a lot of guys probably should have already bought. But if you're still in the market, I stand behind Sheep Feet. I don't have a relationship with them, but I do have a discount code with them. The discount code is ElkShape. It takes 10% off Sheep Feet custom insoles for your boots. I take all of my crispy insoles out and just put Sheep Feet in. And it's, it makes a difference. Everything starts from the ground up. And if you're going to get crispy boots and you're an elk hunter, you need to look at the brick stalls. You need to look at the Colorados. You need to look at the guides. Those are my top three for sure. Uh, I do have the Laponias. I do like them. But at the end of the day, I'll be wearing the brick stalls. I have teeny tiny skinny weak ankles and I like the ankle support. Spy point trail cameras, where legal, use a cellular trail cam. It will change the game. I have quite a few out for antelope in Idaho. Um, I put a few out here in Washington for deer, and I get text messages, and I can see what's happening, and it's not fair. So I don't know how long it'll be legal. Um, ethically, I think it's I think it's fine, but, you know, it, Spy Point makes the Force, the Force 20, a bunch of trail cameras that have solar panel basically built into it so they're solar powered the battery life is amazing check out spy point buck knives usa out of post falls idaho my neighbor uh been to the hq met cj buck done a podcast with him i love all the team at buck i'm using buck knives to cut up all my critters this year check them out bucknives.com last but not least on x probably one of the most overlooked tools that i have in my tool belt i run tracking all day I'm checking topography lines, I'm reading maps, I'm marking waypoints, and I live and breathe on Onyx. Make sure you download all your maps ahead of time. Make sure you do all your last-minute updates on the desktop before, and then download and go. Make sure to check them before you go. Uh, it's the most robust platform. There's no bugs. The things work flawlessly in the backcountry. I know this from many years of experience in trying other brands. On X is what works. Use discount code Elkshape. Take 20% off. Guys, you got a lot of options when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for choosing ours. I hope you got something out of that. I hope you get inspired, you get educated, you get motivated, and you grind every day in the name of better elk hunting because it's just about here, and it's the best time of year. Enjoy. Soak it up. Drink from the stream of elk bugles, and we'll catch you on the next one.